Hey, Mike. Nicholas. Hey. How you doing? Hey there. Hey, partner. How you doing, fella? That, hey, partner. Sorry. Yeah, that's me now. Making fun of you. Yeah, that's and, me. Uh, are, are we feeling chipper? Are we are we happy, energetic for this? Are we still uh, feeling down from the tech game? Angry, stewing? No, I'm back. There's so Monday, much. Monday is like I don't know if you're one of like the Sunday marks the first day of the week guys, or if you're a Monday marks the first day of the week. I'm a Monday guy, so the second Monday hits, yes, it's Monday, long week ahead. But the difference is is that this week is K State week. This week is Champions Classic week. So for Ooh. me, this week's about new beginnings. Uh, first of all, yes, the week starts Monday. Second of all, announcement. Can I do announcement? Can yeah, I, do- I wish I knew what announcement you were making, but this is kind of dangerous not knowing what the announcement is. But yes, let's hear it. All right, so you approve of this message. Uh, Darnell Jackson, Tuesday... Champions Classic. We're going to have that national champion D block recording with us after the game. We're going to be talking KU hoops. He's got a book coming out. Come out. Book out. He's got a book out. So excited for this. Uh, It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. So I I think I kind of like just got excited and started throwing words out after KU plays Kentucky in the Champions Classic. We are going to record a special episode with Darnell Jackson. Talk about his book. Talk about the Jayhawks. D Block 2008 National Champion. Super excited for it. Bonus episode. It is a little dangerous that you made this announcement now because, as I'm sure you can understand, the pitfalls of announcing an episode before you actually have that episode in the can is that, you know, unforeseen circumstances could happen. What happens if we never get that episode? Then we look like idiots, but you should have prefaced it, and you should know this by now. This is major fraud watch for you. You should have said I could be wrong, but I think we're recording an episode. Instead of just saying we're doing it, it's going to happen. You're going to hear it. You should have said could be wrong, but we might do this. Yeah, but the show at all, gang, like, if you're listening, you know us. You get us. You're one of us. So I think it's yeah. – I'd be on Fraud Watch if I needed to say that. I don't need to say it. But it is true that you you definitely – like interviews fall through all the time. I don't think that's going to be the case uh, no. with this one. So I'm, I'm confident. But also if it didn't happen, if it doesn't happen, like you get us. So it's fine. Yeah, and I agree with you. This one won't fall through. Uh, I've interviewed the, the timing- Jackson – Many times, not bragging, totally not a brag. Seriously, I'm not a big deal, but I have interviewed him many times. He is a close personal friend of mine. Not bragging, just a statement of fact. He is cool. He is chill. He is the man. He will come through. And we're getting getting him like moments after Kansas, Kentucky wraps in the champion. Like what better time? What better time to talk to the band? No better time. I'm... I'm so pumped. Oh, another announcement. Oh. <laughs> How many announcement. announcements are we going to have? The, likely two, this being the second. But okay. I could Anything. be wrong. Uh, I might, just letting you know now, I might have to take a phone call during this episode for Scoopies. How do you feel about that? 
That's my depends, announcement. Depend, no, it depends on how big the scoop is. It's a good scoop. scoop. Oh, is it like you got the uniform combination for Saturday's game? Because that's not okay. First of all, people bag on those scoops. But like, if you get it, I'm still going to sco- like, oh, you're I'm not going to not scoop it. You're saying the scoops don't discriminate. Yeah, like people, people ask, I get excited, especially when we're wearing red, those red you jerseys know, sucked, but okay. That's true. That's it's true. Because Adrian, hey, hey, Woj, Woj breaks like, hey, this guy just signed a 10 day contract with, with the Spurs. Right. So nobody cares. Really he doesn't shit. discriminate. If he's got news, he's going to release it. So I actually agree with that. But a side you. note, that uniform combination sucked. Uh, banned Trajan font. There were too many Pantones. Pantones were out of control on Saturday. I'm sure we'll get into that more later. Did you have another announcement to make? No, no, that's it. Just letting you know I might have to take a phone call. But normally people would edit that out, but we're not going to. No, and I'm also not editing it out if you leave the room to take the call. Like, we're just going to leave the dead air in. And I'm just going to sit here on the street <laughs> waiting for you to get back. <laughs> We had nothing. We you won't up. talk. You won't just talk. <laughs> okay. All right. I will sit cool. here with my hands in my lap. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I have respect for you. I have respect for you. Uh, so this is going to be an interesting episode, vibe wise. This is going to be an interesting episode, energy wise, because like we said, uh, you know, a new dawn for Kansas football. The sun has risen on Monday. Kansas, Kansas State. In my humble opinion, biggest game of the year. Biggest game of the year. We're going to talk about that. Mike just sneezed. Bless you. We don't have time to discuss it, it. though. Uh, Oklahoma game on on Fraud Watch. On Fraud Watch. Oklahoma game being the biggest game of the year is officially on Fraud Watch because KUK State, the only game that matters. You can wash away the sins and the stink of last Saturday with a win versus the Cats. Last game in the old booth. People are saying that it's the last game in this version of the booth. Yes, we'll still be playing in the same full stadium booth. next year. Full, last game in the full booth, the old full booth. We'll workshop old full that. Booth. Old full a little booth. clunky, a little clunky. Another hashtag. How about hashtag Beefcake Ballard? Cole Ballard, third string, walk-on quarterback, absolute beefcake, absolutely doesn't shy away from contact. Quarterback uh, of the future, people are wondering. I love that. I love Dude. Beefcake Ballard. Yeah. Make that a Beefy thing. Ballard. Make that a thing. Wow. Is this the intro? Are you doing the intro? Are you doing I think the rundown so. part? I think yeah, so. Yeah, keep yeah, going. I think so. Keep going. Keep going. And, I, and you know what? The truth is I don't even have the rundown pulled up. I'm just going stream of consciousness at this point. Jason Bean, oh. is he injured? Is Kansas football cursed? Is Kansas football cursed? Or is, is Lance Leipold and Andy Kodelnicki, are they putting our quarterbacks in harm's way too much? People are wondering. Speaking of those two guys, Lance Leipold, Andy Kodelnicki, I mean, nobody's stock is down more in the eyes of KU fans over the last 48 hours than the two guys who, at one point, we were saying, just let them stay forever, get them cryogenically frozen, and then like bring them back from death in like 70 years and then maybe they can come run back, it back. And give it a round two. Yeah, run it back, run it back. in 70 years. Cryogen, hashtag cryogenically run it back in I'm 70 in. years when the technology is there. The coaching blunders, the clock management, the red zone play calling, the late game decisions, everything is on the table for Lance and Andy Kotelnicki. 
the show it all gang. Oh my gosh. Where do I start here? Okay. We say it and we probably sound like a broken record. Oh, you guys are the best. Oh, you guys show it all. Oh, the submissions are so great. Four weeks ago, we were pleased to get like six submissions after a Kansas football game. Dare I say, I'm on Fraud Watch, preemptively going to preface it with that. Dare I say, hashtag show less. Because no, DMs, no, no. our DMs are out of control right now. It's awesome. The show at all gang is coming through and like I thank everybody so much, but also is it too much? Well, well you gotta keep point? it tasteful. You gotta keep it tasteful. That's exactly uh-huh. right. So by by not showing it all, you're tastefully showing it all. A little bit of mystery needs to be left. No, no, just keep showing it. Keep blasting us. It's no, awesome. you know, it's like the sports illustrated swimsuit edition. Like if they were just blasting topless nips out on the cover, at that point, it's not tasteful. At that point, it's smut. At that point, it's soft. <laughs> and we like to, to leave something to the imagination here on Could Be Wrong. I, I, okay. All right. Keep, keep going. Keep doing you the, know, this, isn't hustler. this is the longest this is rundown ever. I'm uh, just shocked. Can- Bo- body paint. The body paint's cool. Yes, J, uh, Jalen, Jalen Contro, JD Contro. What's Jaylen happening? Yeah. yeah. What's the dream season now? It's Kansas State week. We're going to show it all. We're going to give our record predictions. Suck bag loser of the week. Sick rich hot badass mofo of the week. KU Kentucky Champions Classic. KU has three first team All Americans on the roster. Does it matter? I think so. Johnny Furphy. <laughs> Am I the nickname God? People are talking. All of that, Mike, and much, much more. This is could be wrong. And, and, and I could be wrong. You guys could do, look at this. And I, I could be wrong on this. I could be wrong. And I could be wrong. I, I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong on that. You'd have to ask him. But that was the, that was the longest intro rundown you've ever done. But it was good, and it was good, it was good. And we and we hit that was that was tasteful. everything. Yeah, was that tasteful. was tasteful. It was lengthy, but it's like a, you know, it's like a Martin Scorsese movie. It's like, yeah, it was long, but you were hooked the entire time. So what's the big deal? And you'll watch Scorsese? it again. Scorsese? Isn't that how you say his name? Scorsese? I think it's Scorsese. I mean, it's, it's Italian. Are you Italian? No, but I'm German, and that's you know close proximity to Italy. Same continent. Once you know, they were once once partners. Oh, too soon, too soon. Hey, no. all right, all right. Let's let's not do World War Two. Let's instead do <laughs> off the rails quickly, quickly. <laughs> let's instead do. Yeah, what else uh, do you want to talk about? You got any, you got anything better? Other partners: Lance Leipold, Andy Kotelnicki. Mm, that's good. That's good. Who and you? Did who, you just like him? Hey, did you just like him? <laughs> No, Lance nope. and Andy to the axis nope. of evil. Nope. Just, just well-known partners in the world. That's <laughs> it. They've been running this offense for so long. People don't, people don't even know who to, people don't even know who to blame for, for P, KU fans are upset. You're, you'll do the host thing, but like, I don't actually know who's doing what with the offense. Okay. So like, are they do- one? 
Yes. Are they, co- I agree are they connected? With you. I agree because when we get to the show it all game, when we get to the Do the context, you'll realize that a lot of people going after Lance, a lot of people going after Andy Kotelnicki, but going after them for the exact same reasons. And unless they're like fully 50 50 split, making every decision together, which would seem unrealistic for football coaching staff, uh, maybe they're on fraud watch for not telling us who is doing what role on game days, but maybe Kansas loses to Texas tech 16, 13. Um, you could say that people are mad at those guys because of the final score, but it's really more about the minutia, the specific moments in the game that had a lot of people hot on Twitter in our DMS after the game. So are you, 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 my glasses are on. My glasses are on because of the word minutia. Now my glasses are off. Let us continue. That's fine. That's fair. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's accountability. So like, what's really funny is that you could just say that people are mad because KU only scored 13 points and it would make perfect sense for a top 20 offense in the country, but it's more about late game decision-making. Well, first earlier in the game, there was the fourth and goal, they line up in the pistol, don't get it. Uh, you had the the clock management at the end of the game, leaving Texas Tech with, what was it, 26 seconds left on the clock after a 77-yard field goal drive to tie the game. Kind of felt like you were going to overtime. You didn't go to overtime. There was the Devin Neal, <laughs> the Devin Neal pass. The pass. Uh, where a lot of people, again, wondered. There was the squib, not the squib kick. Squib pooch. Right? Like, squib the ball. Don't let them get a return. All of that. It can all be sort of put under the it's same much, umbrella. much, much more. <laughs> yeah, and much, much more. It can all be sort of put under the same umbrella of what the fuck was this coaching staff doing. But in, in talking about that, like, some of that's Lance. Some of that's Andy Kotelnicki. I'm curious. Like, do you think it's easier to just put all of this under this in the same bucket and just say bad coaching? Or was there one or two moment that you thought was like more egregious than the rest? Was what, what stuck with you most after the game? I think the timeout on like first and goal at the end was pretty. Mm, I didn't even mention that one. Yeah, that that was bad. Um, what you know, like the running back pass is frustrating. But as you've said it before, like those plays work, and you look like a genius. Um. You've got a walk-on freshman in there, so it's not like you're taking the ball out of the hands of, of Jalen Daniels. Uh, but but it was still bizarre because I okay. So those two were 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 difficult. I think it's generally fair to single those out. Uh, the red zone offense, fourth down offense all season has been bad. So. I, I understand why people are upset. Um, it was upsetting. You can be mad and frustrated with the coach or coaching staff, uh, but also keep the big picture in mind and not like hate them. You can be mad at them, but not think they're bad coaches. There were mistakes made. They took, they made, <laughs> there were some odd decisions and they took some risks. And it didn't work out. At the same time, you're down 10-0. Your, your quarterback gets hurt. You have a walk-on freshman that comes in, and you still have a chance to win. 
there had to be some decent coaching along the way to make that possible. You know, so like yes, yeah, both of those things can be true. I think all true. like I think when we're talking about like the immediate reaction, obviously perspective is going to get lost in the immediate reaction. We just want to discuss and react to what just happened. I want to separate, like you kind of just said, I want to separate play calling from decision-making. And to me, I'm much more upset with the decision-making than I am the play calling. You mentioned the timeout. That was on second down. But, like, I can easily, if I'm playing devil's advocate, explain that away. And you kind of referenced this, which is you got a third-string quarterback. There is 40 seconds left in a gotta-have-it situation. He has never been in this moment. This is his first collegiate game other than the one snap he took versus Iowa State. I can explain that away and just say, I can say they wanted to make sure he knew what the fuck was going on. (laughs) You know, like they were worried that like this was a huge moment for him and they wanted to be very, very clear. So it's part of you. They can just say, no, this is why you practice this stuff. It's like, well, he ain't practicing it. He is a third-string quarterback. I don't know he's getting a lot of yeah. reps with the ones and doing, like, down and distance crunch. Like, that's another thing, too. Like, we can talk about, you should practice. They do – I'm sure they do practice situational football. But, like, that specific moment requires a lot of detail. The flip side is about, what, a minute and a half later, you kick the ball off in what gave Texas Tech the ball back with 20 seconds – you squib that, you're running what? An extra five seconds off? An extra four seconds? So they're getting the ball with 13 seconds or 14 seconds? Like, that's the difference in the game, Mike. That is the difference in the game. And that, to me, was the play that left me the most frustrated. Because it's one thing, unlike the timeout. Unlike the timeout where we could say, well, still, this could happen, that could happen. Like, play calling you could always say, well, this could have happened differently. That could have happened. When there's only 26 seconds left, we can very quickly figure out what would have happened had you done it differently. And if they would have squib kicked, they at the very least are going to overtime. Like I feel very, very confident about that. And that to me was probably what left like the most sour taste in my mouth. Is that, is Sean Snyder on, on fraud watch? Is that a show? Somebody's got to explain to me what coaching special teams coaches do. I have a very <laughs> rudimentary understanding of coaching. I don't think Sean Sider's calling in, like calling calling the kick. I, I don't know. Call the squid. Call the squid. Sean, run the squid. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't need. I don't it, even know. I think special the teams squib is bad. Fraud watch. I don't even know if they're are they necessary. No, 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 no. We're building a stadium after Sean Snyder, so. Right, right. Okay. You remember that. Another thing, like, I think people were upset that KU didn't go for it uh, a bit earlier when they kicked the field goal to go down three instead of six. That gave KU the chance to be in the game late. That was a calculated risk uh, that worked out. Like, they they very well could have scored. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? You're looking at me confused. I'm not looking at you at all. Uh, okay. Oh. Hand up. Hand up. Going to admit something. Wasn't really listening. Wasn't really listening. Oh. I'm sorry. Sorry. I was you just saying. You wanted them to go for it. No, 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 no. No, you were not listening. Uh, yeah, see, I told you. Sorry. The previous possession, they kicked the field goal on fourth down. 
And I think people oh, were upset, yeah. but that actually gave KU a chance late. They were right. They trusted their defense. By the way, defense made great adjustments after getting let me ask you torched. Yes, early. I want to. I want to do an isolated defense conversation because the defense has been good. Let me ask you this though: Do you think the decision to kick the field goal was that as simple as let's tie the game up with you know a minute? plus to go, or was that predicated on the fact that they went for it earlier at the one-yard line, didn't get it, and just big picture, had not been good in the red zone, not creating the short-yarded situations? Like, Do you think that yeah. was baked into the decision? Uh, my guess is that they trusted the, the defense to get stops, and m- at that point, more than Cole Ballard offense. But Let's yeah, all of I mean, it. I was mad that in that point, moment. In a retrospect, yeah. like pretty good decision. At that point, Texas Tech hadn't scored a single point since the second possession of the game. After the field goal that put Texas Tech up ten nothing. Here are their subsequent drives: interception, punt, punt, punt. Field goal, I'm on fraud watch. They did score another point, but we, we rectified that mistake very quickly. It only took me about 30 seconds. So they scored 13 points, missed field goal, punt, punt, and then obviously a field goal to end the game. Brian Borland. Brian Borland is the hero that we didn't know we needed. All the talk about Lance, program builder, Andy Kotelnicki, innovative offensive mind. We haven't even read the submissions that have just been dumping on Brian Borland for the last couple of months. Quietly, is he the only thing keeping this program from completely falling apart? <laughs> no. No, he is not. Really? People, were, really? people were upset with Borland after the game, saying that you know his defense at late cost them. Sure, like... I didn't it think... Was bad. Yeah, I don't think... <laughs> we had but a I'm submission not. that basically said, like... What the fuck is his problem playing soft defense? I was like, I mean, Texas Tech scored 16 points. <laughs> like, they, it was like in-game adjustments that that he should get some credit for. So, uh, no, he's not the only thing keeping it together. Do you, when are we going to do, do you want to do submissions or, or Cole Ballard first? <sighs> I want to start with submissions and then I want to get into Cole Ballard by uh, proxy. Submissions. Via the submissions? Okay. Via All the right. submissions so, because there's going to be a lot of Cole Ballard talk in the submissions. But if, before we get to the submissions, let's tie a bow on this. Are we okay? Like, is everything okay? We, we being you and me or like Kansas fans? But we, Kansas I think... I don't think you can talk about Kansas football without talking about us and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah, is yeah. every let me let me rephrase the question: Is everything <laughs> gonna be okay? Yeah. Like, are you sure? Because no. that felt like a win you should have had. Our second string quarterback is now out. People are souring on Lance. People are souring on Cole Nicky. Like now you got K State. They're eight point favorites. It feels like the world is crumbling around me, and I just need to sort of recalibrate here. It may not be the dream season, but 
the reason it is the dream season is because it's a dream. It's hard to do. My, my take here, like, yes, we're okay. If Lance Leipold is still the coach after this year. If he doesn't leave to replace Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and that's, that's the Lance Leipold take. People are mad at him. I think he deserves being criticized. Any football coach that loses a game anywhere is probably going to get criticized. Uh, this is now Lance gets to join that. Uh, KU fans are no longer cheering for playing close, as Lance said. So he's accomplished that goal. Congrats. Uh, hey, you finally got your the, wish, Lance. <laughs> yeah, now people are mad at you. Wait a minute. If, like, you know what? That would that would make Lance the sickest guy ever if he secretly loves that fans are shitting on him. He because might. Because that would be the clearest indication that like you built this into a legit program. Fans aren't just happy with moral victories anymore. Go and fucking win. Idiot. The, yep. <laughs> college game day. <laughs> On that college game day segment, he said he can, was, I think it was to his wife, said, can you believe this? They're, they're clapping for playing close. Um, so I hope deep down he is happy to be getting shit now because he yeah. really has changed that. In um, of all the scenarios, like losing by a possession with your, third string walk-on freshman quarterback in a big 12 game. Really, really one of the least egregious things we've seen over the last 15 years of KU football. Mm-hmm. I would get so, frustrated, agree, yeah. but that's how yeah. good he is. He did this to himself <laughs> and he lost. Frog watch me for interrupting you. Sorry. That's not who I am. Uh, that's who I am. Yeah, that's who you are. And I want to go ahead and get to the submissions because I okay. want to remind myself now 26 minutes into this episode that we are a very online show. Our listeners, the show at all game, obviously online, but I try to remind myself there's also, there's also a faction of our audience that is not online. So I'm sure online. 25 minutes in, they're like, what are you guys talking about? Who's shitting on Lance? He's great. It's one game. You're I right. Think- You're right. But not everybody knows. Not everybody's on Twitter. Not everybody sees the, the vitriol being spewed. So like, that's why I want to get to the submissions to maybe give a glimpse into how a lot of KU fans were feeling right after the game. So you pull up the submissions. I just want to thank the listeners, the show it all gang for sending so many, so many submissions. It's awesome. We are not going to be able to get to many of them, almost all of them because yeah, pretty much none of them that actually. would take forever. No uh, and we're going to just try to hit high level, like thematically, I think through these, because there'd be a yeah. lot of similar thoughts. We read your messages. We appreciate it. Normally, I try. There were so many. Like, n- normally, I try to not look at any submissions and react live during this show. It, there were so many, Nick, you asked me for help. You were like, I, yeah. I need someone to help me. Go I couldn't this. handle it. So, I have seen them this week. It was incredible yeah. how many submissions um, were. So, thank you. Thank you. Think about, yeah, yeah. Think about how far we've come. Yeah. I and y'all will say this, uh, we're now officially accepting applications for submission interns. Like your only job, and it is an unpaid position. Uh, the, the experience, though, is invaluable. Your only job is to go through our Twitter DMs every Sunday and pick out the best submissions. And 
organized and, and let us know because honestly, it's a job that Mike and I can't handle. We've tried it. It's too much. We're going to get to as many of them as possible. If we don't get to yours, just know we saw it. We love it. We appreciate it. We just, we had to make cuts. We had to make cuts. It's, and this is, and this is, you know what this is though, Mike, this is a learning lesson. It's an experience for everybody to take away. If you don't get your submission read, maybe it's time for you to take a step back and say like, what could I be doing differently? How could I raise the bar? Yeah. It's always, everything's an opportunity to get better in life. Everything is an opportunity to evaluate and say, could I have done any more? Could I have pushed it harder? Could I have done more with this opportunity? I'll tell you what, if you send video point blank period, you're on the show. If you send audio, like a 99% chance you're on the show. The text is where it's like, now we have to start sifting and that takes time. But if well, we also it, we got to read. It's a lot of reading. It's yeah. Reading, reading comprehension and like who likes reading quite frankly. Uh, okay. Let's go ahead Let's and get to them. First, first couple here are going to be uh, audio submissions. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to mourn the loss of the Kansas football dream season. Bright did its light shine upon us, and long would its memory last in our hearts and in our minds. Anyway, just wanted to respectfully and mournfully show it all here after a devastating loss to Texas Tech. Oh man. It was tough to see Jason Bean go down with the injury. Um, and that's the second time now this season that Kansas has had a, a season-altering injury to one of their quarterbacks, which is really, really unfortunate. You'd think that we would have enough good karma banked up from the last 15 years of suffering and being in the trenches as the laughingstock of college football. We'd have enough good karma banked up to be able to avoid some of these critical injuries, but... We have just not been able to have nice things so far this year, which is really too bad. But I do want to give credit to Cole Ballard uh, for coming in and just being ready. Like, this is a guy who hadn't even attempted a pass at the collegiate level, and he got thrown into the fire with KU season on the line, down 10 to nothing, on a day where he wasn't getting much help from his coaching staff. There were some pretty questionable clock management decisions as well as play calling in, in, in different areas. And even some of his teammates. I mean, Tanaka Scott had tech money line on his FanDuel account or something. What an unbelievable performance by him. I mean, if he keeps playing like that, he's got a future on Sundays as a member of the Chiefs wide receiver room. So it's pretty nice connection there that uh, Mahomes was able to see his butterfingers in person and give that scouting <laughs> report back to Brett Veach and Andy Reid. Um, so shout out to Ballard. I actually thought he hung in there pretty well all things considered um but tough tough loss today i was pretty bummed about it and then i saw that oklahoma state got the work from ucf uh and now i need to go lay down in a dark room and ponder what could have been for this season um so anyways rock chalk as always love the show um and if we beat k-state next week hashtag billion seat booth that's right oh. billion thanks yeah. guys yeah Okay, um, a couple things there. I want to just really quickly get this off the top before we move on. You're not a you're not a Chiefs fan, right? Since you're not I'm not a Chiefs fan. Well, so I hold am, on. can I just I clarify? Like, yeah, I I, res- 
I respect the Chiefs, my mom's family, all from Kansas City. My grandpa was a Chiefs fan. Well, we don't. So, like, your, we don't want your respect. Well, no. Like, am I? I can't call myself a Chiefs fan. Like, I can't take that. But I, I do want them to win. Uh, anytime they're playing my non hometown team, which is the Houston Texans, who are have been asked for years. Anyways, I'm not a real Chiefs fan. No, I can't take that claim. I wish I could. Uh, we did get a lot of we did get a lot of Tanaka Scott references. Uh, you know, what are you going to say? He had a bad day. I'm not going to shit on the kid. Couple droppies. Yeah. Uh, also, um, but the voice the, but at the, the beginning. Stuff. Oh, you do the Chiefs stuff, and then I'll do the voice. I just want to say I am a Chiefs fan, diehard Chiefs fan. I have to apologize, full transparency, group chat after the game. I sent a two-word text to my friends who are also Chiefs and KU fans, and it just said, in all caps, fuck Pat. Get, and then another text that said, get off the field. I don't know why. But I felt like his presence impacted the game in a negative knife way in, for Kansas. Knife in the back. And I didn't want him there. And I didn't want him there. And I'm, I have to stand by it. I'm not going to take it back. I'm just full transparency. I just wanted everyone to know that I did say fuck Pat in a group chat after the game. So go ahead. Uh, I just feel like the voice at the beginning was a pretty good James Naismith voice. You know, that old recording. I thought he was going the whole time. I thought he was going to do that the whole time. We we made it basketball. Dream season is dead. Yeah, dream season no, good. is dead. Good submission. Good submission. Good submission. Yeah, it was a good submission. In next D, uh, no next D, no next D. You don't have just anything. that's it. Just that's it. Okay, you're right. You're right. Well, I want to talk Cole Ballard, but we'll wait. Yeah, I could. You I could tell talk. I didn't have anything to say, and you cut me off, and that's why you're good. That's why what you're good. an absolute here coaching you. failure. The, the Kansas offense has the ball inside the 10, what, th- three times today? And did nearly nothing. It took Devin Neal getting a 60-yard touchdown for Andy Kotelnicki to look like he knew what he was doing today. That guy comes in with a plan. He knows what he's going to do. And when it works, it's amazing. When it's bad, he doesn't adjust. Not, not even to mention the, the receivers that had no willingness to catch the ball today. Tanaka Scott... Shouldn't be on the field. Luke Grimm must have been injured in, in, in the second half after, after he took that hit. But what a coaching failure. The defense on the first drive of the game, awful. Just letting him run right up the middle. Then the last drive of the game, letting him go right down the field. It was just a horribly coached game. You got, you got Andy Reid calling plays in the red zone for Kansas today, huh. having a running back pass at the end of the game, which we should have gotten called a P.I. for. You have your third-string quarterback who's actually playing well, and Kotelnicki drew up nothing good today. It was long dropbacks. It wasn't quick hitters. He didn't let Devin Neal and Highshaw do their thing. It was an awful, awful game plan. He refused to adjust. It's beyond frustrating. Just beyond frustrating. And now you know because we lost. Now Oklahoma State's going to lose, and we would have had a shot at Arlington if we would have won today. But now we lose, so Oklahoma State's going to lose, and there's no chance at the Big 12, Big 12 championship. Just coaching failure through and through. I want to know, did he record this before the Oklahoma State game even kicked? Like, did he predict the Oklahoma State loss, or was this while the game Whoa. was going on Whoa. just reacting? He's so mad he's seeing the future. That's cool. I wish I had that, that superpower. 
Some people would say, I knew what was going to happen. Some would say like, give me lotto tickets. I'm like, just give me some scoopies. Let's. So I think the big message from him was Kotelnicki. What the fuck? Right. Um, And that's a very popular sentiment that we got after the game. Specifically, not just the offense in general, because we're going to get to Ballard, but you had three drives inside the Texas Tech Six. And the first one went for it, turnover on downs. And then the next two were the field goals at the end of the game. I, I do think, and this is a common thing in football, where like coaches early in the game will see something bad happen, and then now every subsequent decision is built off sure. that. Sure. I get it. It's human nature. But like – I just want coaches to be consistent. If you are, if you subscribe to the belief, which I hope you do, that like, hey, we're at the three yard line, like, go for it. We need to get the touchdowns. Touchdowns are how you win games. If that's your belief at the beginning of the game, I don't care how many times it doesn't work. You keep going to it because that's your philosophy. That's your belief. We're getting six. We're not settling for field goals. Easy to say that after a loss, but like, at the same time, this game should have went to overtime, Mike. This game should have went to overtime. And if KU wins that game in overtime, we're not sitting here afterwards talking about the fact that they settled for field goals down the stretch. Ultimately, though, three possessions inside the six-yard line. You came up with six points. That's why you like <laughs> Yeah. It's one way to just, like, summarize the game. That's why you that, That's it. Uh, one Kotelnicki thing, like, does he get credit for the Devin Neal six-yard touchdown? Like, No, no. That's So we like the cherry pick. Which yeah. things we attribute to the That's coaches like. and which things we attribute to the players. Okay. He drew up a hell of a run there. He drew up a hell of a run there for Devin Neal. He knew that was a bomb play. Uh, also, the Andy Reid play calling comparison. I, I get it because there's like the cutesy stuff in the red zone. Uh, Nick, I could be wrong, but Andy Reid's pretty good, right? Yeah, so this is this is a this is the best sign of how far Kansas football has come. That we're so mad, we are so fed up with the play caller for Kansas that we are likening him to Andy Reid, widely regarded as one of the greatest offensive minds in the history of football. <laughs> and we're doing it to like yeah. degrade yeah. the man. He's yeah. so bad. He's like Andy Reid. I'm like, you mean one of the best offensive minds in the history of the sport? But I do get it because Andy Reid, if you watch the Chiefs on Sunday, he gets this same treatment. Oh, this guy's great. Andy's cooking. Look at this guy go, the mad scientist. Then all of a sudden, he's doing end arounds on fourth and one. And you say, what the fuck's this guy's problem? Too cute. Gets too cute. And like Andy Reid's getting crushed right now because the Chiefs red zone offense sucks. The Chiefs were like top three in the NFL in red zone offense last year. So like sometimes it just works. Sometimes you have the personnel to run the stuff you want. Sometimes it doesn't. I get it. All in all, though, like, let's take a step back on Andy Kotelnicki, maybe. Because yeah. if here's what I'll say about Kotelnicki. If you like him when it's working, then, like, don't just ignore that when it's not. Stick let's your, not act stick like your it principle. all sucks, right? Yeah, and that's not exactly what Same. the guy was saying, but you'll see here as we go through the submissions, that's going to be a, a pretty common theme here. We haven't even talked to Ballard yet. I'm pretty upset, by the way. All okay, you know what? Discuss that. Nope, nope, nope. All I want to do is discuss that beefcake nickname that you dropped early. 
Like it's, I've been distracted the entire episode. Beefy Ballard. Beefcake Ballard. Beefcake Ballard. Beefcake Ballard. Let us know which one you like more. Uh, the kid's 6'2", 215, true freshman, walk-on, uh, the son of Brett Ballard. People are, people are asking, <laughs> is he the son of Brett Ballard? And you told me before the show he's not, but he does have a cement famous dad. Yeah, he's the Colts GM son. Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard. Uh, therefore, sick, rich, hot, badass mofo of the week, Cole Ballard. Cole Ballard. Maybe Chris Ballard. Yes. No, it's, Cole. It's not, Cole Ballard. It's not very often, Mike, that Which a quarterback, a quarterback could, start, could go 9 for 20 for 120 yards in one pick in a losing effort and people are like kind of singing his praises afterwards. Oh, stats, stats. Yeah. Yeah. Glasses are on for stats. Glasses are on. Hand up. Cole Ballard's impact cannot be measured through a box score. He's, if there's any, you know what? Cole Ballard is the anti-statistical quarterback. I want to pass a motion right now for the rest of Cole Ballard's career at Kansas. No stats. We can we can never reference stats. You, you know what he, he did? You think he it's cares not, about numbers? You think that kid no. cares about numbers? He wants to plow someone and yeah. show it. He is the plow. And he did. And he yeah. did. And that's going to inspire yeah. some confidence in your teammates. That's what he needed to do. Can't measure it. Though you can't, yeah, you can't measure him. You measure him by how many concussions he handed out <laughs> in the game. You measure him by weight. You measure Cole Ballard by how many players he gives CTE to on a Saturday. <laughs> like that is that is the impact of Cole Ballard. It's, yeah, it's the game we play. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead one. and transition right to this submission. Okay. Uh, a lot can be said about the coaching mistakes. Kodelnicki not being able to get anything going in the first half was always going to cost us. I like was always it was always going to cost us the game. However, Cole yes. run through a motherfucker's face. Ballard is him. The stat sheet will not show how good he played. Yeah, kid did not make a mistake all game. His completion percentage in one interception was on the receiving core, who had a particularly dog shit day. He was calm, cool, and collected the entire way. I'm not mad about this loss. Okay, like this. I think with a week of practice, CB, a.k.a. Cole Ballard, we got a lot of nicknames going right now, CB can get us a dub against the Cats. CB for mayor, Devin Neal for governor, Bean for wide receiver, <laughs> Million C Booth, FK State, 10-3, Pop-Tarts Bowl. Strong finish. Strong finish, and he's already giving us a win for the Pop-Tarts Bowl. I like, yes, he is. And I like Bean, Bean for wide receiver one. Beefcake Ballard in at quarterback. Bean goes to receiver. We're in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. The booth is back to Millie. Uh, and Cole runs through a motherfucker's face, Ballard. Awesome. You know what? That does make me realize something. And this is like major fraud watch for us for like the entire time we've been doing this podcast. I, for one, have a tendency to go through every episode we do and never mention Devin Neal, even though he's like very clearly the best player on this team. And all he does is keep producing. Yet for some reason, it's all about Bean Team. It's all about JD Watch. Now it's about Beefcake Ballard. We need to take a step back and talk about the the season and the career that Devin Neal is having because this guy is really damn good, Mike. Like, 
Yeah, I think he's. I think he moved up to to fifth all time in rushing yards for KU. Uh, shout out Daniel Waksberg who who spotted that during the game when the announcers missed it. Uh, well, no, they put a yeah. graphic on TV. I don't. No, no. Then he passed more people. Like oh, he kept pass, oh, okay. I think he passed three dudes this game. Yeah, no. Devin Neal is fantastic. Uh, it, it was a little frustrating, actually, because they were going with Highshaw so much. Highshaw is really good. But, like, and maybe they were just trying to wear them down. You know you've got Cole run through a motherfucker's face Ballard, a.k.a. Beefcake Ballard. So, like, you, you're going to have to play a long game there. But I, I agree Devin Neal is fantastic. We should talk about him more. I mean, I don't know how we get him more credit and love, uh, but but we should do it and figure out how. But he, this is a product of now being on your third string quarterback. When the quarterback availability and performance yeah. is a talking point every single week, every the week. fact that you have a really good running game kind of gets lost. And yep. that six, that touchdown, if it's not for Devin Neal's touchdown, like we're not talking about anything positive from this game. We're talking about KU. Losing this game like sixteen to six or sixteen to three because you're not even going for field goals at that point because you're still trying to get in the game. Like Devin Neal is the only reason why this was even a game down the stretch. I actually think if if KU loses sixteen to three, that people are less mad at Leipold and Kotal Nicky because, because they were just saying, like, oh, there's oh, a third what are you gonna do? quarterback." Right, right, right. <laughs> they never had a chance. So mm-hmm. uh, spin zone score score fewer points as an OC. To have people be less mad at you. Right, because then the late game decision making isn't even a thing. Right. There's no late game decisions to be making. So yes. uh, maybe something lot, to consider for lot that. Yeah. Okay, uh, here we go. Another submission here. Okay, you just got the ball. 224 left on the clock. Uh, one of the Texas Tech guys injured right now. I'm calling my shot. Uh, Brett Ballard's son. Leads us all the way down the field to the promised land. Uh, Devin Neal announces the million seat booth right after the game. Um, if they don't do exactly that, I'm going to eat about 10 bratwurst and 12 ice cream sandwiches over the course of the next eight hours. But I'm not going to cry. I might, but I, I'm not going to. <laughs> um, so I think, honestly, it's not up to us who it's not up to us who Cole Ballard's father is like if if we want to just move forward saying it's it's brett Ballard's actually it is up son. to us yeah yeah it is he's brett ballard it is. he's like so this this audio submission is actually interesting because when i was going through the dms last night i, I came across like these two pictures and i was like what are these and and i'm going to share them now uh, it was a picture of a counter with just before you heard the audio yeah before i heard the audio and i just see this 12 pack of ice cream sandwiches and a party pack of Johnsonville brats, and I was in the package. What is this in the package? Yeah, not and over. then, and then you'll notice. Uh, I'm going to share this picture now. Um, six hours later, there is basically an after photo of the same two packages ripped open crudely and emptied. So I am to believe that this man is true to his word, and he housed ten ten bratwurst. <laughs> And 12 <laughs> ice cream sandwiches, which is dangerous behavior. This is where we've gotten. Um, I mean, that's <laughs> one of the most reckless things you could do. He's not going to cry. Uh, 
I like looking at the ice cream, the open ice cream package. You mentioned how it was open. It's like from the middle of the box instead of the top where you should open it. He just he like, opened it like a caveman. caveman. Yes. Caveman, like, man, want ice cream, which, you know, I get. I get and I respect it. And uh, I hope, I hope you're okay. I hope you're okay. I don't, I don't think you I are. I hope someone bad, else was at your house. I didn't hear anyone in the audio, a, though. Bad day to be a toilet in Johnson County, <laughs> Kansas on Saturday. I'll tell you that. Um, okay, now, another submission here. Uh, okay, this one. We got to get to the case day game soon. I know, I know, but the, I want to get to a couple more. Uh, Andy Kotelnicki gets oh, the like today. Lance, Lance Leipold had some issues, but Kotelnicki is too gimmicky. It's why the fourth down conversion rate is bad. It's why they kick short field goals. He leans on trick plays. Cole Ballard, at the very least, gives me hope for next year. He'll take over for Bean right behind Jalen. Right now, I'm just frustrated. This should have been an easy win. Defense kept us in it. Texas Tech was so one-dimensional, and the defense folds in the final seconds. I'm still way more upset with Kotelnicki. Ballard led the comeback. He made some key throws, then the OC took the ball out of his hand. He instead would rather have Devin Neal throwing at the most pivotal moment of the game. I hope someday Kansas runs a legit pro-style offense. I hate this gimmicky shit. Used to be worried about losing Kotelnicki someday. Now, I hope they can him tomorrow. He's overrated. Fans need to realize he hasn't been good this year. This is probably the most extreme end of what we saw from like the Kotelnicki. You love this. You love frustration. Talk about, yeah. Okay. This is kind of what I was alluding to earlier. If we want to now, on the heels of this loss, act like Andy Kotelnicki's just not been good all year, I would counter with the fact that Kansas has been a top 20 offense in the country Mm. the last two seasons. Two full seasons, Kansas Kansas has been one of the most dynamic, exciting, innovative offenses in the country. So now we want to throw around terms like, were you saying, like, I want to know, were you saying this after Kansas beat Oklahoma two weeks ago? Were you saying this is a gimmicky offense? Were you saying that, like, he's actually been bad this year? Are you you telling me that Kansas actually has the players to be even better? Yet this play caller is holding them back. I don't actually believe this guy believes this. Like this was sent right after the game. I, I do not believe. Just seeing red. Yes. Because let's keep that same energy. Let's keep that same energy when Kansas is throwing, you know, what at 40 on, on UCF and putting. I have to take a phone home. call. I must take oh, a phone call. My gosh. Show it. Show it all. Okay, Mike is back, back. after taking a, a highly important phone call. Um, uh, okay, let's bring back this bit. Uh, I, I don't remember the name. Hired, fired, arrested, killed, coming. What is it? No, what, no, what, dying, what dying, lying. Fuck. It was good. Dying, lying, fired, coming. 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 My answer is coming. Someone's coming? Coming, yeah. Should have uh, known you were going to answer that. Good phone call. It was, uh, it was my doctor. Don't have the clap. 
Okay, don't lie. Don't <laughs> lie and don't be sophomoric. Was two things we do not accept on this show. What? Okay, that's a lie. <laughs> that is a lie. That's actually a bigger lie. A bigger lie than the one you told. I'm all, uh, what were we talking scooping. about before? Oh, um, Kotal Nicky washed. Kotal Nicky on fraud watch. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, I the, would just say, okay. yeah, I would just say um, he's actually been pretty good. And I think there's a lot of data to support that. Glasses on. Data says he's good. Eye test apparently says he's bad. Um, Take that for data. I would be, yeah, I, I don't think whoever sent this, I do not believe that they actually. Here's a question Is Andy Kotal Nicky real? Or is he just Lance Leipold? Again, Lance make an extra melee on the side. You think Andy Kotelnicki is AI? AI Lance. He gave himself a big old beard. Yeah, he's AI you, Lance. You know, that's what's, that's what's funny is like when you go through the submissions, like 50% of people are pissed at Lance, 50% are pissed at yeah, me. And I'm yeah. like, who's right? Who is right in this? Who's actually the most to blame? for when things don't go Kansas's way and bad coaching decisions (laughs) down the stretch. Like, do we actually know who's doing what? No, except we just know Sean Snyder is getting a stadium named after him. No, I, I, no, we don't exactly. Yeah. I I mean, I think everybody's kind of operated under the assumption that like Andy's the play caller and Lance is just like the CEO head coach decision maker. But I think think it's probably fair to assume that. But I don't think he's calling any plays. Like, I think Andy's yeah. running 100% of the plays. Yeah. AKA Lance, too. But I said, I've said this before, and I, you know, and you've given me flack, and I've had friends who will give me flack about this for years now is that people believe that I'm like this defender of, hey, if we think a coach is great, then we never can criticize him. And I actually I find that criticism to be unfair. I am not of the belief that you can't ever criticize coaches. My thing is that I operate under some level of like, when you've got a great coach, whether it's, if you think it's Andy Kolnicki or like Andy Reid with the Chiefs or Bill Self, you have to operate, you have to live with just some of that stuff. And it's okay to be frustrated by it. I totally understand. Like I'm frustrated when Devin Neal is throwing a pass in a very crucial moment of the game. I'm frustrated when, KU's running out of a pistol on a fourth and goal, trying to score a situation at the end of a 99 year. Like, yes, I'm equally as frustrated, but sometimes the reaction overcorrects to the point where we have to act like now that this guy's always been a problem. And it's, it's not true. It's, it's not true. And if you have a great coach, sometimes you just have to live with some of the head scratching decision-making because when you're great, Sometimes I do think there's a level of hubris of glasses on for hubris. Uh, there is a level of like, hey, whatever I do is going to work. I'm always a step ahead of whatever the defensive coordinator is trying to game plan. And that gets you into trouble, but I think you just kind of live with it sometimes. Is As frustrating as that may be. No coach, like, n- coaches aren't perfect. <laughs> That's it. Like, they're going to lose and they're going to get criticized after losses, though you don't have to to fire the coach when that happens. What's the last you say we have one more. One more. Do you want to do one more? We can do, or we can do one more. Um, let's do a funny one. Let's, let's lighten the mood a little bit. Yeah. I'm shook. I'm over here in, in, in doctor phone call land. (laughs) And this will, this one will help us sort of transition into what we want to talk about next, which is the K state game. 
Yeah. Uh, this is not even a sub- – well, it's kind of a submission, but it's also a Wikipedia screenshot <laughs> of this. a uh, – this is the Vuvuzela page on Wikipedia. Vuvuzela. And it's highlighting – it is highlighting the paragraph that says, the Vuvuzela has been the subject of controversy – when used by spectators of football matches, its high volume can lead to permanent hearing loss for unprotected ears after Sick. close range in exposure with a sound level of 120 decibels. Oh, Alan Fieldhouse asked. And then the, the submission says, we need everyone to bring Vuvuzelas to the game next weekend. That crowd noise would be electric. Last game in the old booth. Last game in the old booth. Not really, but... Last game in the full old booth. Also, Vuvuzela, like, what led what led this this person to have this take? I'm curious. Like, have you wanted Vuvuzelas in the booth for a long time? Or are you just like, fuck it? Like, let's bring in the Vuvuzelas. In yeah, I think this is a new take. You forty seven thousand Vuvuzelas, right there, sponsored by could, the Could Be Wrong podcast. Spot, yeah, we'll buy them all. Yeah. We'll buy them. We'll, we'll dip into the fund, and we will buy Vuvuzelas for uh, everybody. Sponsor us. In the student section. KUK State yeah, on Saturday, last home game of the season. I am of the belief, given the circumstances, two games to go, you just came off a loss. I think this is the biggest game of the year. And not because, like, because it's the one right in front of you. Because you're good. Fraud watch. Your Oklahoma win is on fraud watch already two weeks. It only spent two weeks at the top of the mantle because K-State's as hot as any team in the Big 12, even giving them the loss to Texas. Aside from that, they have just been crushing teams. And now, and now Kansas has to get right potentially with beefy Ballard in at quarterback (laughs) trying to like salvage the dream season. I do believe you beat K-State, as the, one of the submissions said, you beat K-State, kill Cincinnati, go to the Pop-Tart Bowl, win that thing, 10-3. and three. Dream season? We're going to be saying dream season. We will be saying that it actually was a dream season. It wasn't the dream we thought. It wasn't the dream we wanted at times. That is still a dream season. If, if Cole Ballard is quarterback, or Jason Bean, but especially if Cole Ballard is quarterback and you beat K-State, and then you rip off two more wins. Yeah, that's that's dreamy and that's beefy. Like that's a beefy win. Yeah. Yeah, so okay, so dream season a dream season is on the table. I think I think I'm Have on board with that. Well, yeah, yeah. Have to be Kansas State in Cincinnati. Yeah, that's, that's I don't know about fast. the Pop-Tart Bowl like at that point, you know. What whatever. And but, the diff- you know the difference the difference in vibes here is that, like, going into Oklahoma, it was like, sure would be cool if you win that game, but doesn't feel very realistic. Yeah. Kansas State win feels attainable. They're real. There's some real stakes here. Um, it, it does feel obtainable, but also, like, it's a letdown if you lose in a way that Oklahoma wasn't, where it's like you're still mm-hmm. not there. Though they have a great excuse built in because I'm not sure that J- Jason Bean is going to be the quarterback. Uh, I'm. Uh, you might have a walk-on freshman. So, <laughs> like, you have an excuse, but the stakes are built in. This whole season has been marching toward this week, this game. 
It is absolutely the biggest game of the year. You've got to break this streak in Kansas State is just, I know we said it, but like, God, they, they are hot right now. Why, Chris Kleiman, this, this dude should be getting some serious looks. Chris Kleiman, the Louisville basketball. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Aggieville, where are you at? Uh, the other Aggieville. Yeah, the real Aggieville. The real Aggieville. Yes, and sorry, it is the real Aggieville. Uh, what does it have to look like for KU to beat K-State with Cole Ballard at quarterback? I can tell you what it has to look like, or I can tell you what I want it to look like. Both? Here's what I want. Yeah, yeah, this do want. Dream. Do want. Sicko. Sicko, sick rich hot badass mofo of the week, beefy Ballard comes into the booth and I think what happens, I don't want like this kid to throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. I want him to go like four of 12 for 72 yards, two touchdowns, like 20 rushing attempts for 60 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. And for it to just make absolutely no sense statistically how Kansas wins the game. Like I want them to win 17 to 16 and the final score, what it should have been the final score. And I want it to just be a game where we're leaving saying, how the fuck did we win that? How did we win that? Like a Tim Tebow Broncos <laughs> stat line from Beefy Ballard. In the Do way. you think, does Ballard's like legend grow, his popularity grow if he is horrible and they somehow beat K-State? Like, like what you just described. Yes. Yes, because it will, will for, we'll remember. We don't have many wins versus K State to draw back. We don't have many wins at all. I'd be like, remember that one? <laughs> yeah. Remember that one? So, like, if it's him. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. In the dream season. Dream season. Beating Kansas State, who's just like molten hot right the now. The beef. It would be amazing. It would be the beefiest win in Kansas football history. I don't know if it would be the dreamiest. I don't know if it would be the best. I don't know if it would be the historic, but it would be the beefiest. The beef. That's what's at stake here. A beefy ass win for K. Are you giving, because you know what's crazy is the K, the KU Oklahoma line, it was like fluctuating all week. I think it was around eight or eight and a half, got up to 10, got as low as six and a half. KU's eight point dogs. So the books are saying it's like the same circumstances as the Oklahoma game. Now, if like they ruled Jason Bean in, which knowing this coaching staff, there's a 0% chance of that happening. Even if Bean is practicing all week, like we're not going to know who's starting this game until Saturday evening yeah. when these teams are warming up, right? Yes. Yes. I, I highly so, doubt it. This line is not going to move. This line's not going to move much. And I would be hard pressed to find many betters out there who are going to hammer the Hawks with beefy Ballard in a QB. <clears throat> what if we haven't really discussed the possibility of being playing. Um, we just need more info. I think today is like the, the key day of, of understanding this being mo- today being Monday. Uh, you got to stack the box on defense. You got to take care of the case date beef and just let the DBs make plays. I think that's, that's the recipe. I think you take a couple shots with Ballard and you got to win this game up front, which is really, really challenging. So yeah, the, I get the Vegas really fucking good, man. Objectively a very good team. Like they're, 
they're dropping 50 on teams. They lost to Texas by three. They're, they're running through everyone. And also going to say one thing, not putting K-State on fraud watch. I know that kind of goes against everything yeah, you the podcast like to, has become, but you like, always put, I can't do it. Not on fraud watch. This game means too much. This game means too much for me to put K-State on fraud watch. And I can just see this clip of me putting them on fraud watch being shared and passed around Twitter after K-State just like beats the hell out of KU on Saturday, which isn't going to happen. But in that hypothetical world, I don't want that clip to live on. So I'm not doing it. I'm not putting them on fraud watch. Does that mean I'm on fraud watch? That's fine. I'll live with that. No, they're not. They are. You cannot have a team that is just went to Baylor and beat them 50 something to 20 something. It's not fraud watch behavior. I don't even care if Baylor's having a tough year. Doesn't matter. So absolutely biggest game of the year, right? The booth is going to be packed. Yes. There's going to be Pantones everywhere. Including purple, it's going to be an awesome atmosphere. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a reckless Pantone game. I love that the booth is going out and, this way. By the way, like, well, and I think I think they need a big redemption game. Ku does not on the field, but in the locker room with their jersey combination. Like that was abhorrent last week. It was the bad. red Trajan tops, banned Trajan, banned Trajan. I'll say it again, banned Trajan font. The red tops with the blue helmets and the blue pants, like, no, absolutely not. Don't ever do it again. Fix it. This is a get-right game for the uniform combination for Kansas. Do do you have any uh, preference? Like, what do you want them to wear? Well, we just did – I mean, I would imagine since it's the last home game of the year, they're going to go pretty tradity, classy. They're going to go pretty standy, yeah, a little classy on the on the unis. So I'm thinking blue, blue tops, white trousers, white helmets. I'm on board with it. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to go classy for the uh, for the sunflower showdown. Uh, okay, before we transition to basketball, it's that time. Record predictions. All right. I've been You've on been this. sticking with nine and three. Nine and three still on the table. I've been sticking with ten and two. Ten and two is off the table. So you don't have to adjust. I do. Yeah, I'm curious to see how well you adjust, like Brian Borland. Uh, I'm going to go with. In game adjustments. <laughs> I'm going to go with eight and four, dropping it a game. And KU is an eight point dog. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be against K State. I cannot. In good faith, pick Kansas to win this game right now. But don't even say that because that actually is fraudulent by you. Why? Because you, I think, because I think you've been picking Kansas to lose this game for weeks now. I just picked Kansas to lose a game for weeks. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You, I know you. No, I know you. I'm inside your head. You've been picking Kansas to lose this game. I. Look, I like you inside of me. I'm cool with that. But, but I just figured something would go wrong. You're, you are wrong. I did not believe that they would, that something wouldn't go wrong the rest of the way. That's why nine and three was there. There was too much. uh, The margin for error was so tight, so tight. And I know you're inside of me, but it was tight. And, and Jason Bean got hurt. 
And that's the margin of error right there that happened. So I, I have not had a specific one. I figured this game would be like a pick them, you know, statistically, yeah, mathematically. So yeah. So I, you can't, if like, let's just, I, I know this won't happen, but if hypothetically, like Lance Lipo came out today and said, being full participant in practice, good to go. He's starting Would the line move that much. It would move three to four points probably, which is an overreaction. I think it'd be an overreaction. So you think it'd be like a five point spread? Yeah. Four and a half, five. Um, I can't stick with 10 and two, but I'll tell you what I can do, Mike. And what, what can I will you do? do, Mike. Changing the parameters of dream season, 10 and three. 10 and three. I'm sticking with 10 <laughs> I don't have to. I, I I can't say they're going to lose <laughs> less than three games, but I can still say they're winning ten games. Ten. And you really think she's going to win this game? You're calling it? No, there it is. You can't say it. Kansas is a bounce back team. They've proven that all year. You know what Kansas hasn't done this year? Lose back to back games. This team. Doesn't True. lose back-to-back games. Statistically, historically, the proof is on my Mathematically. side. Mathematically. is on my side. Mathematically, they haven't done it. So until they do it, why would I believe that they will? I think, let's just look at the data here. Kansas is a defensive team now. Great defense. Nobody can score <laughs> on this team. In-game adjustments. Brian Borland for life. Brian Borland, lifetime contract extension. This Borland guy for knows life. How to get the defense up? Borland for Borland life. For life. Bor- hashtag co- uh, coach and waiting. Hashtag <laughs> Brian Borland Family Stadium. This is his program <laughs> now. It's his program. It's his team. He's getting the guys up. They're feeling good. Beefy win. Beefy Ballard comes in. Walk on. This is this is what dreams are made of right here. Third string walk on quarterback comes in and leads Kansas to a win in the biggest matchup of the season against your in state rival. You're right. That's a good in the in the last game, the last game for Chris Kleiman ever in Lawrence before he takes the Texas AM job. Like, this is it. This is the moment right now that we've been waiting for all season. Mike sneezed. He's allergic to my bullshit now. But that's okay. I'm sticking with it. Ten and three. You know who's Tart Bowl? Here we come. You know- I love it. They, I'm torqued. We need a big Kenny Logan game. This is like, this game has Kenny Logan written all over it. Been here for years. He's going to be ready. Same with Dev. But Dev you know, people, people are saying, people are saying Lance Leipold can't win the big game. They're saying he hasn't won I any have big heard games. That. And I don't know. I don't have the schedule in front of me. Oh, what's Oklahoma? What's the resume looking like? Beating Oklahoma? Beating Texas? Only KU coach to beat both, maybe? I think that's a thing. It doesn't even matter. Those apparently not big wins. Not big enough. Not big enough, right? We, as you approach your goals, you readjust them. Right. Not big so, enough. You know, this, this. Storm in the field. Like will win a lot of fans over. Storm in the field for any win used to be where we were at. But now Oklahoma, phew, show me something real, Lance. Show it. Show it finally. We've been waiting. We've been waiting for you to show us something real. This is your opportunity. 
pack the million seat booth, pack the billion seat booth, Vuvuzelas for everyone. <laughs> Chris Kleiman, beefy Chris Ballard, from Aggieville to Aggies, beefy, beefy Ballard, hashtag Beefy Ballard. Let's go, baby. I'm all in. I'm all in on the Hawks this weekend. Monday, I don't know if you're like a Sunday's the first day of the week. Monday's the first day of the week. Monday's the first day of the week. Turnover. Already said this. The sun has risen. I know, but that was a while ago. People have forgotten. Worth mentioning again. You're trying to say we don't repeat stuff on this show. We've said Beefy Ballard. Beefy Ballard. Beefy Ballard. Beefy Ballard. He might just show up. Twice, all of a sudden. He might just might just show up. If there's anyone who shows up. Like in my mirror. If I say Beefy Beefy Ballard Ballard. in the mirror three times, (laughs) he's going to show up. What do you need? Like a genie. It'd be cool. Uh, Thanks. Thank you, Cole. Hashtag thank you, Cole. Okay, Mike, people forget that Kansas is a basketball school again. Can I do – For a while, on. we thought basketball was on fraud watch. Basketball's back. Basketball's back. I want to do a really quick, sick, rich, hot, badass mofo of the week beyond Cole Ballard. Oh, okay. There is a it, – it needs to happen. There's a KU fan who has season tickets. He has donated those tickets or given me those tickets every week to give them away to fans. And he has asked, pack the booth. Every time, just get the message out there. I want to see this thing packed. He has not been able to make games because of a medical situation in his family. So he hasn't been in the state. And this person, instead of reselling the tickets uh, or, yeah, I'll say reselling the tickets. Let's leave it at that. Could gotten some money back. Instead, he has asked them or asked for me to give them away every week with the message of packing the booth. And I've been doing it a lot this year. And I just think that is sick, rich, hot, badass mofo behavior. That is, you're getting people to the booth who have never been to games before. We've had some of those. We've had parents taking their kids to their first games. Really, really um, special. He's asked to remain anonymous all year. Doesn't want credit. He just wants to see that thing packed when he's on TV and can't be there. And I think that's really cool. So shout out to you. Also shout out to your dad. I know you guys are diehard Jayhawks fans, losing your mind every week. And uh, thank you for for doing that. Hopefully KU fans continue to pay it forward, keep packing the booth, and changing this culture for for good for a long, long time. And we love people like you, sir, anonymous. I am anonymous, but we love you. Thank you for giving those cool? tickets away, Mike. Yeah, have you actually been giving them away or have you just been like selling them and keeping profits? <laughs> that would make you suck back loser of the week. Of the year. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm not going to deny it. No. Uh, no, I've given them all away. It's been awesome. He's bought more tickets too some weeks and just just says, I want to see this thing packed. Spread the word. I love Give that. them away. I love it. It's cool. Uh, Come on the podcast. Reveal your identity. Reveal your identity. Come on the podcast. Don't hide in the shadow. That'd be awesome. People deserve to know who you are. Up to him. Um, okay. Hey, Kansas basketball? Basketball, basketball school. Yeah, basketball, not on Fraud Watch. Basketball school. Not no, on Fraud no, Watch. No, it was about two weeks ago. Basketball has two statement wins against NC Central and Manhattan. 99 <laughs> points in each. Can they hit 100? People are asking. Mm. Maybe Fraud Watch for not being able to hit 100, but... There's plenty more opportunities to do that. Starting Tuesday night, Champions Classic, Kansas, Kentucky. Bit of a step up, bit of a step up in level of competition going from the Jaspers to the Wildcats. But I'm going to tell you this right now. 
no concerns whatsoever. This team has, listen, I know I get it like bad teams. You can't really learn much versus bad teams. You can. You can. Beat the shit out of them. That's exactly what Kansas has done. And people who thought the offense was on fraud watch, you're now on fraud watch because the offense looks incredible, Mike. And the shooting, like the three-point shooting is not going to persist all year. You're not going to shoot 47% from three. That still may be the biggest question mark, like over the course of the season. Definitely. I'm going to go rapid fire on some thoughts right now. Okay, go. First off, I feel like the rotation, rotation's already solidified. We already know who the top seven are going to be, and the Nick Timberlake's going to be number eight. Uh, this is really tall team. This is the smartest team. This is the smartest Kansas basketball team I think I've ever seen. We already knew Dewan, Kevin, and KJ, like really high IQ players. Ball doesn't stick. They know where to be. Coaches trust them. Then you insert a national player of the year caliber player in Hunter Johnson. He's like, a, gra- yeah. he's like a, a gravitational force down low. Oops, did I get this far without talking Furphy? No, it's because it's the climactic ending. Johnny Furphy, the prince who was promised, hashtag King Furf. All hail our king, Johnny Furphy. This kid, wise beyond his years, beautiful beyond his years. He is like... You know those like those slow motion videos in like Virginia of the horses galloping on the beach, and you're just like, wow, this is nature. Like untouched, it's it's been untampered with. This is beautiful. You just get to like witness these rare scenes that like, or a whale breaching off the coast of Hawaii. Like, oh my gosh, this is magical. This is nature. This is untouched. This is unblemished. That's watching Johnny Furphy go hambone against Manhattan. Like we finally got to see this player that I feel like Kansas fans have been waiting a lifetime for. And the only question now is like, can Kansas get him to ignore the NBA temptations? Because if he stays for four years, obviously Jersey (laughs) rafters collision course, we know all of this. I love this lineup. I love this team, Kansas by 60 versus Kentucky. This I'm so pumped for this game. Uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to respond to because there was a lot. Uh, I'm going to go with Furphy because how can you not? How can you not? When he's on the court, I'm just glued to watching him. Are you the same way? Same. Is he? Yes. Is it us? Yes. No, it's him. Okay. I mean, I was told by, and I've written this, I might've mentioned it before, but like someone I, I trust uh, source close to the program pretty early on when he got there that was like Johnny Furphy's the most talented dude on the team. In and I didn't take it as like let's unpack that. Well, let's unpack that. What does that mean? I'm unpacking it. I don't think they meant like unpack. he's the most polished or gonna be the best player this year, but I think talent wise, ceiling wise, that was the that was a take pretty quickly after he arrived. Like, oh, He's going to have flashes of being a really great player. I think one of the question marks was his shooting. His form is really nice. Like really, 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 really nice. Uh, It's very impressive. So my, my unpacking, do you agree with this? Are you cool with this? Like Hunter Dickinson, best player on the team. You've got Dwan and Kevin McCuller, most talented though. Furf. 
most talented. I, I see it. Like I, I see what he's saying. Like obviously, I've only seen him for kind of a ceiling like, thing. Thirty-five minutes of basketball, but some of the stuff he's doing, you know, the step back three, a little slow, but like he's eighteen years old. Handles aren't just. He's not you know Kyrie Irving out there. But yeah. like the ability to go and get his own shot, shooting off the dribble, like the hustle plays, the fact that he's six nine and can play like that, it's a big difference between being like a combo guard at six four and being able to shoot off the dribble versus six nine. We're like, oh yeah, I can go get offensive rebounds, I can get putbacks, I'm a slasher, I can finish at the rim. I see the package there, and the package is enticing. It's oh, this kid can do a lot of different things, and this is the worst he's ever going to be. Yep, like this is the worst version of Johnny Furphy we're going to see. And we still kind of saw him take over a game, albeit versus Manhattan. Lights are going to be a little bit brighter on Tuesday versus Kentucky, but we saw a glimpse. We saw a glimpse, and it was glorious. he showed it. We he showed a showed a little. We snuck downstairs when mom and dad were wrapping the packages, and I said, "Oh, tomorrow morning when we run downstairs on Christmas morning, like I know what's inside that box. I'm going, and for I'm that excited box. to open it." I'm excited to open the Johnny Furphy package because I know what's inside. It's really hard not to make a lot of sexual jokes about looking downstairs, opening boxes, what have you. How is looking downstairs? How could that be conceived conceptually? Looking downstairs? We say show it. We say show it a lot. Yeah. Like show it and look downstairs. Come on. But it's not inherently sexual, I guess is what I'm saying. I thought that's where you were going. I really did. I thought you were like, you know. So you thought I was immediately going sexual into Johnny Furphy. Yeah, I did. I was surprised. I was surprised. He's a beautiful beautiful boy, but I admire from afar. I admire from afar Um, what this guy's got going on. Okay, okay. I'm going to move on into uh, one one other dude who... I'm optimistic about it. KJ Adams playing the four, playing alongside a great passer down low in Hunter Dickinson. Also, KJ being a good passer himself. He should have a lot of plus matchup opportunities where he's either bigger, stronger, faster than than who he's going up against at, at the four. Like one of those should be true. Maybe all of them will be true in some games. So I'm feeling optimistic about, about that. He's going to have a lot of dunks. We love dunks. Um, Hunter looks great. Dewan, one shot a game. <laughs> love it. Like, it's just unbelievable. Shoot less. Yes, I <laughs> want to see how long we can keep this going for. Just every game, one shot. Passing up layup, layups. Like, he's just so unapologetically himself on on the court. Uh, mm-hmm. Like most dudes, when you're up 50, are going to try to get your looks, get some shots. It's just not, not at all what he does. It's amazing. Uh, well, yeah. And, and to that point, like it's not just Dewan. It's Dewan now with this lineup around him, which yeah. like if we just want to go into fits between this year and last year, Last year with Grady playing at the two, more of just like, hey, I'm going to be a scorer. Uh, yeah, great, Grady, underrated passer. But now with El Marco in at the two, you've got another true point guard who is more of a scorer than he is. And like El Marco had 10 assists versus Manhattan. And now you've just got these two high IQ, really good distributors getting everybody else involved. And the whole yeah, idea was like, two. okay, this team doesn't have a lot of shooting. But- 
maybe this team isn't going to be great shooting. Maybe what we've seen for the first two games isn't going to continue all season. But if you have to counteract that somehow, I would say counteracting it by having a really high IQ basketball team that moves the ball well. And you've got two guys down low who play very differently in KJ and Hunter, but who are in like, okay, you got KJ, options. Six, seven floor spacing, floor spacing isn't going to be there. Well, if you're not going to have a floor spacer, it helps to have a guy who can offensive rebound at a high yeah. level, who moves the ball very willingly. And anytime he does shoot, it's going to be a dunk where his head's at the rim. So like, I'll take yep. it. I'll take it. If you're going to, if you're going to overcome lack of spacing, that's one way to do it. They should be able to be a team that wins ugly. And you need that in college basketball. A lot of like Bill Self classics are at play here where you've got two, two point guards basically on the court. That's a peak Bill thing. Win ugly. You got Kevin McCuller, like KJ Adams, some, some real scrap there defensively. You've got a back to the basket, big man. You can play high low with KJ and Hunter. Like, it checks a lot of the Bill Self boxes and in probably some wings that, that can't really shoot uh, also checks the Bill Self boxes though. McCullers looks much, 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 much better. Really exciting so far. Of course, champions classic, like do you care? Do you, do you really care about winning Tuesday or, or the game? Like, where are you at on this? I care today. I'll care tomorrow. I'll care on Wednesday. I won't care in March. <laughs> like that's how the Champions Classic is every year. It matters in the moment, but like Selection Sunday, not when we're talking about seeding, but when we're talking about how good is this team, what are they capable of, how far can they go, we're not going to be hearkening back to no. the Kentucky game on November 14th and saying, remember what they did there? Because as we know, like they're going to be a completely different team by the end of the season than they are tomorrow. What the champions classic is great at and that college basketball needs more of, like we saw it on Friday with Duke and Arizona. It's a very good barometer to see where you are right now compared to other teams that are probably going to be you know, focusing on late. What for barometer? Yeah. Instruments, strange in- instruments. <sighs> I don't know. I think barometers measuring above stuff. the bar. Here, yeah, all we're, all we're doing here is pulling it out and measuring and comparing teams. What? Mm. Okay. But okay. <laughs> but you you could you hope you're a grower, you know, and you grow as the season plays out. But I still want to show a little. Oh, yeah. You want to show a little. You don't need to show at all. But Yeah, I don't want to be like, whoa, what's that? You know, <laughs> I want to be a little impressive off the jump. No, I, here's how it goes. Like, especially with K-State week, with KU being so good, like way less invested in this than normal. Uh, but once KU gets that tip on Tuesday or once once this game tips – once the early game even starts, I'm going to be like worked up, like really, really worked up. Uh, and yeah, well, and here's the, here's the other cool thing too, like about the barometer stuff, you can put the glasses back on. Nah. We're going to see between now and December 2nd, when KU plays Connecticut, 
we're going to see some combination of KU playing either Marquette or UCLA, probably Marquette in the second round of the Maui Invitational. That's another top 10 team. Yep. Then you're probably seeing it's going to be well, Purdue and Gonzaga play in the first round, which hate that bad matchup should have split them up a little bit. So you're not going to play both of those, but then seeing, I think it's Tennessee or Syracuse. So you could hypothetically go Shamanan, who cares, right? But then Gonzaga or Purdue, then Tennessee, Marquette. Am I getting this wrong? Yeah, probably. You just flipped yeah. it up. Yeah. You just, now I'm confused. Probably you're saying. So it would be, you win, you win. Let me start over. Let me start over. Rewind. Put it back in the box. Pull it back out of the box. Marquette. Yes. Then, right. <laughs> nope. Marquette. And then you're going to see some combination of like Tennessee, Purdue, or Gonzaga. Yes. And then you come back to the field house for Connecticut. Yeah, ridiculous. You couple that with Kentucky. That's four top 20 teams, potentially like four top 10 teams in the country that you're going to see all within a month. So like the barometer, the measuring stick, the measuring competition, we're going to get a really good sense of where Kansas is at compared to everyone else. People wanted to put KU on fraud watch after the Illinois loss. Number one team in the country, are they? We're going to find out. We're going to find out very quickly if this team is all they were cracked up to be. Yeah, the... That is true. I'm not the Illinois game was silly. Um, uh, probably really good experience in the, in the long run. That's a great. I mean, yeah, the schedule is ridiculous. Uh, KU also trying to add another player mid year. Per me, mm. per my hearings. Did, did you know a that good player? What was that? No, a good player. A good player? Sorry, you broke up. I'm serious. Yes, a good player. I won't repeat myself again. Okay. You're breaking up. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to add a good player mid-year. They know they're short a guy. What position? Well, they have uh, Bryson Tucker in this week. God, you got to read the hearings, man. So Bryson Tucker. I don't have time to read things. So just open the email then. Surprise visit from a wing. Uh and by the way, just full disclosure, I did read it, but I don't open the hearings in email. I open them on Twitter. I don't check emails, but I check Twitter. You're hurting my open rate, man. Um, well, then don't tweet them out. Then don't tweet them out. Don't give me options. I didn't. Okay. All right. That's an interesting strategy. Bryson Tucker, he's the number 26 player for next year's class. They're trying to get him in now at mid-year. That's one option. What I'm, position? He's a, he's a wing. No, like a no, three. No, no. Yeah, I know. no. It's classic. Out, out. No, I mean not. No, I think he's supposed to be pretty good. Don't want anyone who could take minutes from Furphy. Don't want anyone who could take minutes from Furphy. No. Okay. I'm not, you think I'm Altern- not joking? No, no. Alternatively, it's not even a joke. Alternatively, they're they're looking at other international players as well. Yes. Yes. I want to be the inter- the new international mecca of college basketball. St. Mary's? We, this is our Gonzaga? territory now. You ain't got yes. shit. Yes. Kansas is yeah. Europe. We get all that. Paris of the Plains, oh, baby. Europe? Where I, at in Europe? I, I think there's multiple guys they're looking at. I but, want a Spaniard. Is that is that wrong for me to say? I want like a Spaniard? Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Could be wrong with me. Yeah, it could be. Uh, maybe maybe a French. 
Oh, yes. We, we, let's go but, all in on that. But Tucker was here this weekend. So I assume that's, that's option a, um, I get why they do it. Bring in another body. Cause the, like KU football, the margin is, is pretty slim. Uh, in Nick Timberlake, it's an arms race. He's struggled, yeah. struggled some. He's got to get his confidence up. He got lost a few times on, on defense, like pretty blatantly. Um, but I think with him, it's a, mostly a confidence thing because how many times has like an offensive guard come to Kansas and struggled a little bit early? Um, mm, let me think here. Every single every, season. Every time, every time. So we can get into that more later. Hopefully. What are the chances? Can we just do this though? Can we just do this before we wrap that up? What are the chances KU adds a guy midseason? season? doesn't matter who overall. Six. 65% chance. Oh, so more like I mean, they're trying to do it. Yeah, they're, they're trying to do it, as I understand it. Um, which means okay. that, why would I doubt them? Uh, I don't know, like, class scheduling, I think, could have been, could be an issue with Tucker. Uh, he's on a quarter system, so like, it, for real. Yeah, there's going to have to be some, like, they'll make it work. Hey, in the words of Cardell Jones, ain't come to school to... And, what is it? And come to college to play school? Yeah. Came to play football, not play school. So classes, you can figure that stuff out later. While we're on the subject of international superstars and Johnny Furphy and Rafters, um, something happened on Friday night. And we can end the, end the podcast with this. Something happened on Friday night during the game uh, when Furphy's having his moment. Brian Haney, voice of the Jayhawks, oh. <laughs> during the broadcast – Referred to Johnny Furphy as the Wizard of Oz, A-U-S. And Clever. that is not a nickname that has like hit the mainstream before that. But the second the voice uses it on the broadcast, all of a sudden, it's reached a new level of relevancy. And I just want to share with you a text message that I received from a... A source within oh. Kansas Athletics. This is part, this is a text message sources. from a high-ranking Kansas Athletics official. The text says, "You can't be serious that you genuinely like the Wizard of Oz for Furphy. You are better than that." Now I'm confused at this point, and I don't know why I'm getting this text message. Well, apparently, Mike, this nickname somehow. Is being attributed my favorite thing to me personally, and apparently Haney, who I know very well, and he texted me as well and said like, "Hey, good good job on the nickname, man. You're very creative." And now I'm confused. I'm like, "Wait a minute, this is my thing now." I texted this this official back. I said, "I didn't come up with that. I don't know how it got attributed to me." He said, "Ha." You would take credit if it was good, but it's stupid. So double <laughs> fuck for you. I'm so happy about this. I don't think you, as someone, you, you like view yourself in very high regard when it comes to nicknames, I think. I'm the nickname God. Yes. So for you to get blamed for this came from the discord, by the way, the KU hearings discord. It was clever. I tweeted it. I like saying the whiz, whatever, like we're moving along. You have now been blamed for this and I love it. Yeah. Blamed, not even credited, blamed. 
I am, it's truly makes me smile. Uh, so great job with the nickname, man. Really glad that you'll get credit for that forever. What, you know, my official statement on my official statement on the matter is if you like the nickname, I came up with it. If you don't like the nickname, I had nothing to do with it. That is my official statement on the matter. I will take credit if it catches on and everyone loves it. But if there continues to be pushback, I had nothing to do with it. You know, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Your issue with the name, just corny, a little too corny for you? Is it a Wizard of Oz thing? And it's, yeah, and it's forced. It was forced. It mm-hmm. did not happen naturally. Like, and my thing with Johnny Furphy is his name is Furphy. <laughs> it is already objectively a funny name. You don't really got to mess with that. Remember when, like, Kevin Durant was oh becoming a superstar in the NBA and everyone tried to give him, like, all these nicknames, like the Slim Reaper? That's a good nickname. He came out and was like, no. And he comes out and he's like, no. And then they were like, Durantula. And then he's like, no, my nickname's The Servant because I like to – I only work for my teammates. And everyone's like, okay. And guess what happened? None of those nicknames caught on. He's just Durant. Slim he's Reaper. just KD. But, okay, 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 okay. I want to go back to the Furphy point. Like his name is so good. Mm-hmm. And, f- and it's funny that there, there shouldn't be a nickname, right? Like it's just, you can't. Unless beat it. it just happens organically. Like the beefcake. You know, I call him like, yeah, beefcake, beefcake Ballard. Perfect example. We don't force that. It just works. It fits and we roll with it. But with like Furphy, like I've referred to him as Furf dog. I refer to him as, uh, King King Furf, Furf. but like Furf is fun, but like it, but you have to include his name and in the nickname because his name is so good. I don't want to remove it from the lexicon glasses on lexicon, but like, I just, I want his name to be involved. The Furfin one. Why? Instead of the chosen one. <laughs> see, see what I mean? Like that didn't feel good. I know that you didn't feel good <laughs> I was like a nervous laugh after to cover it up because it wasn't great. The Furf in So we just call him Furf. Furf. We just call him Furf. Furf, Furf dog. Furf He's daddy. hopping around. Or Furf daddy. Yeah. No, Furf dog no... is like, doesn't really make any sense either. But what? But it doesn't need to be like, a. am not pushing for that to be widely accepted. I don't it's even care. My little, it's my little pet name for him. I don't even He's care. One of my that... close personal friends. <laughs> I don't even care that we're going long with this conversation. What nicknames have you you do you take credit for i know that you have i would say i was a part of the brain trust that uh came up with prison mitch i will fully take that is that forced and i that just happened no here's what happened they came out with the boot camp photo one year and he was doing the side flex like pushed up against his body you know and he had the towel around his neck so he's squeezing his fist really getting all vascular and in my group chat with my buddies, like someone zoomed in on him. And then we were just like, prison Mitch. That was it. That was all that was said, prison Mitch. And then we ran with it. And then like a month later, they're putting the purple bandana on him inside the field house. And then somebody started a Twitter account. And then that That's person awesome. said that they wish, yeah, that was, the Twitter account was cool until that guy, the day that Kobe Bryant died, said, why couldn't they just take Tom Brady instead? So that account Jesus kind of died from that point. Yeah. yeah, you don't remember this? Yeah, it was got really dark really quickly. 
And so that, you know, prison Mitch took a hit there, wasn't involved with that. So just want to make that very clear. That was like some guy rogue just latched on to somebody else's idea, lame fraud watch. Uh, and then spring bill, uh, we, uh, we came up with spring bill as well. And that one caught on pretty quickly, but prison Mitch was the big one. And, uh, you know, I just can't be latched. I can't be associating with bad nicknames and my proximity to you is now having a negative impact on my reputation and I won't have it. I won't stand for it. I just want you to know how happy that makes me. Mm-hmm. I, I knew it would. I knew you took joy from that. I got a text at one thirty in the morning saying this nickname fucking sucks from somebody at KU. I'm like, okay, cool. Somebody I haven't heard from in three years. Well, awesome. Did, did you get credited on air during the game or is it a behind the scenes? I think so. I, I was told I did. I haven't heard the actual broadcast, but I guess I could go this back and look. killing me. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. And now it's probably going to become a thing. The Wizard of Oz by yeah. Nick Schwartz and Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Martin Scorsese. Listen, uh, this is a, uh, this is the end of the podcast. Yeah. I'm going to start doing I'm gonna, That's how we're going to start ending podcasts. <laughs> okay. This is the end. This is the end. Um, hashtag Beefy Ballard. Yep. Hashtag Beat Kentucky. Hashtag Million Seat Booth. Hashtag Vuvuzelas for everyone. Uh, if you haven't already, <laughs> please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're listening. Thank you to the Show It All gang. Thanks for showing it all, leaving absolutely nothing to the imagination. Uh, if you haven't, check us out on YouTube. We're putting the full video podcast on, on there as well. Uh, that's it. Another episode coming in like 48 hours after Champions Classic. Special episode with D-block. the National Championship D-Block, a.k.a. Darnell Jackson, a.k.a. Sick Rich Hot Badass Mofo of the Week. A.k.a. Let Him Hang. Bye, Mike. Goodbye, Nick.